following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. The Tip of the Cap podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality gear for the player who expects more for their money. Visit them today at www.stingerwoodbats.com and use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your next order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tip of the Cap Podcast. I am Coach Jaws, and I am here flying solo once again to bring you guys a new episode. It's going to be a quick one. It's going to be another nice, easy 20 to 30 minute episode. And uh, first and foremost, it is a few days prior to the start of the much delayed spring sports season here in Section 6. And I have to tell you, uh, I am excited but I am also dreading this. And I'm going to be honest with you about it. I'm dreading it for a lot of reasons. Um, one, because juggling these kids and anybody who has a tryout set up like we do at our school is dealing with the idea of juggling these kids playing either volleyball and or football and coming into our tryouts then. And we have to fairly evaluate these kids while not a you know not not really overly testing them too much to take away from their current sport which is going into its postseason and that's going to be interesting in and of itself then we have to like we have to evaluate them along with other players who are going through a full trial process and then make a decision and hope that these kids are ready to go when games start in 10 days after we start tryouts oh and if it wasn't bad enough that we got pushed back two months on the start of our season after not having a season last year, the weather in, in this area is less than cooperative. And as of right now, the way it stands, we have uh, about nine days of rain ahead of us from what I can see with a couple small breaks in between after having one of the nicest springs to start that we've had in a long time. So... That's going to be a lot of fun to try to manage and juggle because for a lot of schools, and now I'm going to speak from what I know, we have normally a full gym, a full field house that has three basketball courts in it and a track around them, The and then an activity room that has two drop-down cages as well. And that's for three, for, uh, for most... For most, uh, for both, uh, both lacrosse programs, I believe it's two teams. For softball, it's two teams, and for baseball, it's four. So we're a little crammed to begin with, and now we're sharing gym space with volleyball as well. On top of all three spring sports, or all four spring sports, five spring sports, whatever, however many we have, I don't even know. I'm, I'm so frazzled at this point. But there are days that four baseball teams and two volleyball teams have to split all of that. Oh, except we lose one activity room to AP exam setups and a a third of our field house to a study hall setup so students that are in school can have socially distanced study halls. So now four baseball teams and two volleyball teams are sharing... (laughs) Two-thirds of a field house at a gym. I'm not really sure how that's going to work. 
Um, this is going to be tough. It is going to be interesting. And I'm really, really hoping that everyone, specifically the players, come out unscathed from what can only be described as nothing short of pure hell as far as scheduling and just back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back things. It's going to be a wild spring. That being said, if you are an athlete going into your spring and you are staring down the barrel of tryouts, the one thing that I want to say that I think most kids lose focus of at some point or another is when you go to a tryout, when you go to a, an evaluation of any kind, and you go in nervous not to do well, you're essentially, you're, you're, really you're going in with the expectation that you may not. And can you control the coach's decision? Can you control any of those things? Any of the things that I spoke on two minutes ago? Can you control any of that? No. What you can control is what you do. And I try to tell guys all the time, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're not going to make the team. But if you go and try your ass off and you do your best and leave nothing back, and for whatever reason, whether it's a talent thing or you know maybe the coach didn't see what you know what you had or whatever it may be, you can walk out of there and say, I gave it my best. But if you walk in there and say, oh my God, I need to be perfect and I need to be completely flawless or I'm not going to make this team and oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I'll, you know, error here, missed bunt attempt there, bad round in the cage here, four bad throws. Next thing you know, the nervousness of and the fear cause you not to make that team. And I know it's easy to say, sitting in my seat, in my shoes, A, as a coach, B, having been through it, done it, seen it, and probably never going to run through a tryout where I'm on the trying out end of it ever again. But, you know, to, to go in and be nervous and not perform due to nerves is basically, it's kind of a self-serving prophecy. You're afraid to not be good enough and therefore playing afraid will make you not good enough. You know, one of the best lines I ever heard was, worry is a prayer for something you don't want, right? You, you sit there and, you know, we, we talk all the time about what you say, you know, the things you say become your truth. And if you say, I don't know if I'm good enough, I don't know if I'm good enough. Well, if you don't know you're good enough, how is anybody else supposed to know you're good enough? If you don't think you can, how is anybody else supposed to think you can? That being said, you know, and we, we had a, a fairly extensive um, off-season track of workouts here and again we've been lucky enough to be outside for quite some time it's just really unfortunate that it looks like we're going to be stuck indoors and juggling things around with the weather for the start of the actual season but you know we sit here and I've had the pleasure to work with a lot of young men and you know these, these young players come in and some of them come in and just say well I'm here and I'm going to play and other guys look around like oh I don't really know these guys and wow that kid's that kid's kind of big and oh that kid throws kind of hard and wow, did you see that kid hit that ball? Oh my God. And they play nervous. And I, I try to tell these guys all the time, like, listen, man, like you've been playing this game your whole life. You know, very, very few kids 
pick up a glove for the first time as a sophomore and say, hey, uh, this is going to be my first crack at playing baseball. So, and to some extent, if you're playing for you know, into your high school career, you have to be at least fairly decent at it. So that being said, if you're fairly decent at it, at, at least, and you've been doing it your whole life, just go do it. Uh, if I have any, if there's any players out there that are listening to this, that hear this before, or even after a Monday, Tuesday, and, you know, just go and play, man, just go play the game, go have some fun, you know, leave with a smile on your face. You know, so many times kids these days in, you know, young athletes and not just in baseball are so nervous about performing, are so nervous about playing that they actually cripple themselves and their ability to do so. And I just wanted to take the time today without having uh, much lined up in the way of guests and whatnot going forward for a little bit here because my schedule is so hectic and so is every other baseball person on the planet right now that I wanted to take the opportunity to take this episode be it a short one, be it a quick one, and just put that message out there that, you know, you, if you are hearing this and you are trying out, you feel as though you are good enough and have the ability to potentially make that team. And therefore, the only thing you can do for yourself in this situation is act like you belong. You know, walk out there and play like you know how to play, act like you know how to act, and do it. And at the end of the day, one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to make it or you're not. If you do, fantastic. If you don't, figure out why and work on it for next year. That being said, if the reason why is, well, I was really, really nervous, well, again, one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to make it or you're not. So if you do, great. Again, if you don't, you basically set yourself up not to by playing tight and playing scared. Um, for the longest time, I've, I've taught my kids and my players on my teams to play the game the right, play, right way, play the game hard, and play the game with no fear. And I can tell you those three things will not guarantee you a spot on a, on a baseball team somewhere but those three things will definitely not hurt your chances of being on a baseball team somewhere. Um, be the first guy there. Be the last guy to leave cleaning up dugouts. Be the guy that's helping put a field back together or you know, helping a, a, a friend with, an, with equipment. Be the guy that when a coach asks you, you know, someone to go, hey, if, we're, if we are, if you know, we or they or whoever, are, if you're outside, hey, somebody on the fall ball, don't look at the guy next to you. Go get it. Those are things you can control that'll separate yourself, that somebody will take notice and say like, hey, not for nothing, man, but like every time I ask somebody to do something, you know, little Johnny over there was the first guy on it to the point that I had to tell other people to stop making, like like somebody else could get it. This dude's been, this dude's been running around all day. You know, stuff like that you can control. And then smile and have fun. Enjoy it. You know, at the end of the day, it, it, it's a game. It is a game and it is a game that a lot of people put a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of hard work in, but it's, we do that because we love it. You know, we, we do that because it's something we absolutely enjoy. And if you don't enjoy it, you're, you shouldn't be doing it really. And I'm going to sit here and tell you flat out, if you go to tryouts and you don't have a smile on your face, I think you should ask yourself some questions of why you're there. Because if you're not there and you're not going and having a good time, you know what, uh, it, it may be time to reevaluate why you're not enjoying yourself. 
And again, if it's because you're nervous, you're not going to make the team, you're probably right. So go have fun, enjoy, and play hard. Leave with a smile on your face. Leave with the fact that, you know what, no matter what this coach says, who I have no control over his opinion of me or what my abilities are, I gave it my all. I did everything I could. I didn't make mistakes because I was scared. I didn't miss things because I was scared. I didn't play poorly because I was nervous about playing poorly. Go and leave it on the field. Leave it between the lines and walk away with your smile with a smile on your face. I, I promise you, you will thank yourself if you do. Whether or not your name ends up on that list at the end of tryouts, you will thank yourself for going out and giving it everything you have. Because there have been and will always be talented players that don't make teams. The difference between the guys who are talented players that don't make teams that go on to be successful and the guys that don't are the ones that, you know, they, they go, they try out, they don't make a team, and they fold, and they hang it up. Or the next year, they come back even more nervous because, well, I got cut last year. What if I get cut again this year? The guys that are successful go and say, you know what? I didn't make it. I know what I got to work on. I know what I got to get better at. Let's go. Let's get to work, and I don't want to do this again. I don't want to get cut again, so I'm going to go. I'm going to make it so I'm going to be so damn good that he's not going to be able to ignore me. He's not going to be able to say, well, I didn't see that. So... That is my advice there, um, and that is the end of my little, I will call it a tirade, about the start of spring sports in that essence. Now, last night, uh, I was talking to a young man I was working with and his father, and I was told that they, he was, he was wondering what he should do as far as he, his son is trying out for uh, his high school baseball team on Monday. Again. That's when we, all the public schools in the area get to start. And he has two travel baseball games, one on Saturday, one on Sunday this week. Now, again, it is entirely possible that the entire weekend's a wash and nobody gets to play, but it's entirely possible that this weather kicks out of the area. And, I mean, it was supposed to rain for three days prior to today, and it just started raining last night. So we never know here in Buffalo. We don't really have weather. We have malaria. But, uh... You know, so it's possible that this may be a, non, a non-factor, but I had to look at this guy and his kid and say, listen, do you want to show up on Monday to your tryout and be sore and be tired and not be at your best? Well, no. Can you go play these two games and have that and, and not be sore and not be tired, not be beat up? Well, I don't know. Well, I can't answer that for you. Do you want to have to, you know, do you want to risk showing up to your school tryout and saying, I rolled my ankle on Saturday. I can't practice. I rolled, you know, I, I, I pitched on Sunday. My arm is really sore. I can't really throw. I, I don't know. How are you supposed to make a baseball team if I'm trying to evaluate you as a player and you can't do one of the three main things that the sport entails? You, you catch the ball, you throw the ball, and you hit the ball. So if you can't throw the ball or you roll your ankle and you can't hit or field and stuff like that, which goes along with catching the ball, how am I supposed to evaluate you alongside every other kid trying out for that position? I really can't, right? And that's me talking, if this player were trying out for my team, which I'm going to say flat out, he is not. So, um, and then, you know, they ended up having a conversation with the, with the travel coach and expressing the concern there. And the travel coach was like, okay, you know what, you're at, you're right. You know, maybe this isn't, isn't the move, but the fact that there are kids that are trying out for travel or for uh, high school teams 
that have to deal with juggling their travel schedule during this is is wrong. You know, if, if you have that 12-year-old, if you're a 12-year team and you have that 12-year-old that is, he's 12 by travel ball rulings and dates, but he's a 7th grader, that's different. Those guys are far and few between. There's a couple here, a couple there. But once you hit 13 and these kids are in 7th and 8th grade and they can try out for modified baseball and start thinking about, you know, even smaller schools maybe playing up on a, on a high school team, you you can't be scheduling games and practices and stuff during their high school season. The high school season is short, but it's it's quick and it, it it's every day. It is violent on the on a kid's body. You know, when they're going and playing five, six days a week, or you know, playing four days a week, practicing the other two, the last thing they need to do is worrying is being worried about a doubleheader on Sunday or showing up to practice and coach wants to see me throw a bullpen, but I threw I threw Monday, Friday this week. You know, I threw, you know, four or five innings on Monday, and then I came back for a two-inning relief on on Friday evening, and now Coach wants me to throw a bullpen on Sunday. You know, and and I'm, I'm, I say that, and it sounds ridiculous when you hear it, but it happens. Those are factual things that have happened in the past. Um, you know, I've seen kids that because their travel team only carries eleven guys, and four or five kids on that team make a school team. Those four or five guys have to juggle who goes to what team on what day because if they don't, their travel team will forfeit. And, you know, they don't want their their travel team forfeiting because then they're letting people down. And it's like, if that's the case, how like how do you expect like, stuff like that is 100% not going to fly when you start talking varsity? Like if I'm, if I'm missing one of my better bats because his travel team is worried about you know, not forfeiting a league game in the, in, the, in the early part of spring or late spring, early summer. I have a problem with that as a high school coach. And I'll, I'll bet you that there's a good chance that, you know, a college coach will, probably wouldn't like hearing that either. You know, high school baseball gets from intermodal here, March to the end of May. This year we have even less. We have the beginning of May until almost the end of June. But we're sitting here saying now, okay, uh, I have to, I have to worry about my, you know, my players or players in our program or players in any program missing school ball, which they didn't have a season last year, mind you, to go play a, a, a double header somewhere or go play a league game in a travel league. That, I mean, I understand that you know the the, the season this year is stepping on some toes with. Every every summer league, every single one. But these kids didn't have this season last year, and playing for your school team is a, it is a privilege. Whether you know people want to believe that or not, it is a privilege. Not everybody gets to do it, and to take that away from people because your travel team wants to play is is wrong, in my opinion. Uh, and that's coming from a guy again. I, I lived on both worlds. I lived on both realms of it. You know, at one point I had players who. I had that kid who was 12U, but in seventh grade, and played house ball, school ball, and for me, and I had to juggle when I could let him pitch, because sometimes school let him pitch, and because we were 12U, we started earlier than 13 and 14U should, and so we were stepping on school ball, house ball started during that time, and he was playing for me, so I had to juggle when when you pitched, when you're scheduled to pitch next, like... 
you know, and, and I even got a couple nasty phone calls when I had a kid pitch, had the kid pitch on Monday or Tuesday, and another team called, like, wanted to throw. He's like, oh, I just threw yesterday. And I had to be careful about it because they were like, well, that's fine, but you were slated to pitch today, so now you're up. And that's not something we should be putting our, our players through. Um, and I guess that's really what this this little ramble is getting to is, you know, we, we need to protect these kids. We need to, we need to protect their health and well-being especially because there are kids right now, factually speaking, who played basketball as soon as basketball ended, picked up, put on their football helmet, and started playing football, and now are juggling the end of football season and the beginning of baseball season, and then you're going to add on a travel team schedule on top of that? That's You're asking to get these kids hurt. You're ask, I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I've noticed a rash of injuries across, you know, all, all schools I've seen and heard from people that I've talked to, yeah, this kid hurt this, you know, this kid jammed his shoulder, this kid did this, this kid did this, this kid hurt this, this kid, this kid broke that, this kid tweaked this. You know, it, and it's because we're we're jamming these schedules together, and now you want to add an outside force on top of that when you can control those things. You know, the, the travel programs, the travel teams can control your schedule. Choosing to control it and put it over the the end of what has been the most hellacious high school athletic season probably ever is irresponsible to your kids, in my opinion. And that is where I'm going to wrap this episode up. Is again, I, and I know I hear, I, I know I say things like this all the time, but we need to be better, and we do. We need to be better. We need to be better for these kids and their health and well being. Um, you know, imagine being a kid who lost his spring season last year through the lockdown, got to play a little bit, didn't get to do anything for school in the fall, didn't get to do anything for school in the winter, and then ends up getting hurt and losing a, another spring or summer. I mean, that's tough. And because we wanted to get one or two more games in, you know, because we, we wanted to start a week or two early. Uh, I mean... At some point, it's got to be about the kids and not about anything else. So uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. I know this was quick. I know it was short. I know it wasn't, you know, it, it's kind. It's somewhat topical for the moment at the times, but it's not super pertinent. Um, but, you know, thank you for tuning in. Again, Tip of the Cap is part of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Go over there, check out the, uh, there's 30, 40, I don't even know at this point, uh, fantastic podcast if you're an NFL fan. There are there's a massive um, cross platform draft that we did and had a lot of fun with. Um, you know, we me and the boys on Hats, Stats, and Stats did a draft uh, preview that just came out earlier this morning. Stuff like that. So check all those things out. There's there's stuff for society. There's nerdy things. There's retro things. There's anything you could possibly want to find over on the BACBP radio network. And as always, find us on Facebook, Tip of the Cap, the page and the group. Uh, like the page. If you'd like to join the group, you're, if you like the page, you're not going to miss anything in the group. If you join the group, you may miss some stuff on the page. Um, that's how that where I, po- I posted the page first. And then if I remember to share to the group, I do. If not, I forget. So, uh, And then find us on Twitter, Tip of the Cap. Also, and, um, you know, thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for everything. I will be doing, hopefully, uh, some player spotlights, some players of the week. Maybe I'll be able to snag an interview or two with some guys that have, have some cool things or 
commitments, or I don't know, I'm going to try, I'm going to do my best, but I don't know what I'm able to do with how hectic the season is going to be. But I will try to keep on keeping on and update everyone on what's going on in the world of Western York prep and high school baseball as I can. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time. Hi, uh, I'm Dr. D. I'll be your attending physician today. Uh, what seems to be the problem? Doc, I, I, I don't know. I, I look around me and, uh, at the world and everything. It just, it's just so weird. Well, how so? Everything's just so different. I don't know. I, I notice this stuff all the time. Hmm. Let's see. That seems pretty serious. But, uh, you know, there, there's really only one thing I can prescribe to you for you know, a time like this, and that's some common debauchery. What's that? Common Debauchery is a show about all the weirdness in life in 2021. It's sure to bring laughter to your life and help you get through. Tune in to Common Debauchery every Tuesday on the BICBP-Radio Network or dial it up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Common Debauchery. The world's weird. Why not laugh about it?